Making connections, affecting the culture, just doing life. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. You know, you never know when you're going to have a conversation or you're going to go through an experience that is absolutely going to become one of those defining moments of your life. Uh, I get to do in my job here at AFA, uh, I am blessed with the opportunity to meet and interview lots of different people uh, from all over the country. In fact, from uh, several different countries. Uh, but a couple years ago, I had the opportunity to interview a guy named Tom Doyle. Mm. Uh, and Tom Doyle has become a, a great friend personally and a great friend of the ministry of Engage. I think we're going to get our music going again, Cedra. Uh, sorry. I think, yeah, you want to say sorry to our listeners on that one? No, that's how excited she is. Everybody. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> It's like it's like the baseball game. You ever get the walk-in music? Hey, that's what that was. That's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. All right. Long story short. So I interviewed Tom Doyle about a book called "Killing Christians: Living the Faith Where It's Not Safe to Believe," and it's all about Christian persecution. And uh, and at the end of the video or at the end of the interview, Tom says, "Hey, wouldn't it be cool hmm. if engaged supporters could encourage a specific group of hmm. Christians being persecuted?" And so two years later. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy, uh, Jordan and Wesley. I think I was trying to combine Jess, Jess <laughs> <Yeah>. somewhere. <laughs> That's exactly um, what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so Jordan, Wesley, uh, guys, we're in our third year mm-hmm. of Orange Letter campaign. Wesley, tell, tell us what, what is the Orange Letter campaign? The Orange Letter campaign is where we take a week out of the year where we focus on a specific group. This year it's North Korea, mm. and we're going to provide encouragement. Normally we write letters. Now this year is going to be a little different. Is that it, right? It, 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 it is a little different, and, and it's, it's a little <laughs> similar. We'll get into but, that. Right, but yeah. the, yes, but the main thing is we focus on a specific group of Christians at a specific location that are being persecuted, mm-hmm. unlike anything that we've ever experienced mm-hmm. In, in America or any unlike anything that's really going on around the world. And so we really want to focus on them uh, in different ways through prayer, through words of encouragement, and uh, just bring awareness to that mm. group of people. Yeah, and I think awareness is such a big a big thing because yeah. it's persecution, we talk about it a lot, right, on Engage. We've had radio sure. programs on it. We've done articles on it. Ten but, radio oh, programs. Ten, really? <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, and we're going to— we're gonna I thought re- you were doing a countdown there no. for a second. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to rerun those on yeah. our Facebook page over the yeah, weekend. Yeah. So yeah, that's you'll be good. Able to come there. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that'll be really good. So be looking for that uh, in Facebook.com slash MagEngage. Uh, you can find everything there. While you're there, uh, one thing that we're going to be doing throughout this week is we're actually going to be posting prayers um, that we've written that you can be praying, that we are going to be praying. We're going to get more into that, into what we're we're talking about. But before we really get into North Korea, Jordan, let's talk a minute about persecution. Okay. All right. So uh, <laughs> hmm. why do we spend so much time talking about, like what's said, we've got 10 articles or 10 Podcast, That's just podcast, yeah. And we've got a ton of articles. Yeah. Why do we talk so much about it? Especially well, when it happens so much outside. Exactly, yeah. And I think that's probably one of the reasons. Um, now, in, it, we do experience some level of persecution just being Christians, even in a place like America. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some base level of persecution. Um, but we can be so unaware of what's mm-hmm. happening in other countries sometimes. And I think that unawareness is what caused us to focus on persecution and to really bring back that to the forefront. Um, if you look at the epistles and uh, the majority of the New Testament was written to Christians who were under persecution. 
Um, and so the things that we're taking out of the scriptures are things that are written for those people. And um, j- we we had a heart to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. We and it, it's been it's been such an amazing opportunity too. Things that we would have never been able to do any other way. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the big things because you don't often get the opportunity to to do something on a very practical. Now I know uh, I don't want to discount prayer. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is the most right. important thing that we can do. Um, but there's not a lot of opportunity that we have that we can say, hey, look, here's something we can do that will have an immediate impact mm-hmm. that we can see. Yeah, a measurable n- effect. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, in the first year, uh, if you were around for uh, with Engage in our first year of Orange Letter Campaign, um, it was 2015, and in February of that year, ISIS marched out 21 Coptic Christians on a beach in Libya. They marched them out, and they were wearing these orange jumpsuits, and they filmed them martyring mm. these men. And the opportunity that we had through Tom Doyle um, was to uh, write these letters. They would be translated and then hand-delivered by Tom and his team to these those widows, mothers, these, these children who had lost their fathers. And I remember Tom telling me this story of one of the wives, one of the widows, mm. and when she got the box of letters, they had put it in a nice box and tied a bow around it. And she clutched it to her chest, and she said, I didn't know anybody even knew what had happened to my husband. Mm. And, and for her to receive these you know, 2,000 or so letters, I mean, that's just such an encouragement yeah. to her. Yeah. Uh, and, and not to just say, oh, here's a box of letters, but to say there are prayers behind these mm-hmm. letters. Mm-hmm. And so you know, the following year, we went to Syria. Uh, we had similar experiences there. These were pastors, and they said, wow, people know what's happening. Um, But I think the world kind of has the same idea of what you just said, Jordan, in that Americans, we're not known for being aware of what's going on globally. Yeah. Um, I think this is an opportunity where we can expand our horizons. Yeah. You know, I completely agree. And I just want to say that it really does. It gives me chill bumps when you talk about it, because how important is it for us as Christians to not only be aware, but to do something tangible like the letters, mm-hmm. where even though we can't empathize and hardly, hardly even sympathize with what's going on uh, around the world, and in this case, the 21 Coptic Christians, but the fact that we can do something like that to say, even even if you're writing a letter, say, look, I can't, it's really not even about us or about yeah. how we experience it, but it's about showing them that we do care. Mm-hmm. And taking the time to, if nothing else, write a letter. And th- those kind of letters and stuff like that breaks all the barriers of, you right. know, they can, mm-hmm. and it can go places to do things much like our prayers that we can't ever accomplish. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And this year, like I said, we're, we're going to get more into this in the next segment. But we are going to have some letters that are hand-delivered. And we're going to have a little special thing this year. But there's a question that anytime persecution comes up, it's one of those things where, I think we as Christians, I know me personally, um, I have a hard time discussing. And it's why does persecution happen? Yeah. Yeah. Why does God allow persecution? And in fact, I even wrote an article about this because my daughter watched, uh, I, we love the Torchlighter series, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's a great oh, yeah. little animated series um, just going through church history, uh, talking about some of the heroes of the faith. But my daughter watched this one and it was about a young girl. Now, not as young as my daughter, but still a young lady. And this young lady was killed. 
And so my daughter comes to me in the living room. I hadn't even taken my shoes off yet, guys. I'd just come in from work. <laughs> and I'm sitting down, untying my shoe. And, of course, you know, she's right at, like, eye level with me. And she says, Daddy. And I look up at her. I say, Yes, darling. And she says, Why do people kill Christians? <laughs> <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> you know, I mean, but it really got me thinking, okay, how do we answer that question? Mm. And and how why does God allow for his children to be persecuted? Listen to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening this afternoon. And I did not take a reset there to avoid the question. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> a little bit of a reprieve there. Yeah. But go ahead, Wes. I mean, what do you think? Well, uh, I've been reading a little bit about mm. this, preparing for this week's um, Orange Letter campaign. And I've been reading a lot from David Platt. And he's uh, oh, and he's so good. Oh, he's a great he's yeah. a great writer. He's a great communicator of the gospel and, and scripture. And he talks about how that uh, by nature, you know, we are bent against the gospel, and we, have, you know, and so by nature, that's where people stand. And the most offensive thing is to tell people that there's only one way, you know, and the gospel and the liberation and the freedom that comes from the gospel and comes from scripture. A lot of people are against that. They hate that by nature. And so you see you see that manifest itself in different ways. And in this particular case in North Korea, it's gone so far and gotten so out of hand that you see so much of the persecution on a variety of different levels, from torture to actual outright killing to the murder of families. Uh, a lot of, you know, and I was reading by David Platt, you know, a lot of the, some of these, North, the North Korean government, they'll also send fake, they'll disguise themselves as Christians mm-hmm. and go undercover and, and then they'll trace the all the roots of the underground church and then wipe out that whole section or whatever. So it's just it's just a horrible thing, you know, it's against all, it's murder is what it mm-hmm. is and it's not right. However, the beautiful thing about it on our end as Christians, we have an eternal hope and to yeah. see the Christians persevere through the persecution is uh, is. This is, is definitely and challenges me for sure, mm. but also um, uh, encourages me to be that much more uh, out forthright about my faith and and really challenging myself on: Am I really yeah. living out my faith to the utmost degree? Yeah, I think you know. Uh, so I went through a season. Uh, I'm actually just coming out of it where I just read First Peter, mm. right, and I read mm. it over and over and over again, and. Um, and First Peter is written to a circle of churches in a, in a geographical area where severe persecution was being experienced. And in First Peter uh, chapter four, verse starting verse three, he says this: "For the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do: living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless idolatries." Here's the thing: with respect to this, they are surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery, and they malign you. Mm. So that's part of the reason is that Christians live to a different standard because we're called to holiness. And as we live out holy and righteous lives before them, I, I genuinely believe part of it is that they feel that conviction mm-hmm. um, and their reaction to to that conviction is not to turn toward Christ, but to harden their hearts. And as they harden their hearts toward Christ, like they Pharaoh also, yeah. yeah, they harden their hearts toward believers. Yeah, and I, I, I think that going back to the question, why does God allow persecution? I don't think I can answer that, and I don't know if there's one answer. Um, yeah. But 
think about think about it in light of eternity and uh, the words of Paul. And now I, I'm horrible with references, so. So am I. Just gonna, yeah. I, I had to look that up on my phone. Yeah, exactly. So nobody think I just pulled <laughs> yeah. that out of my out of the air. Yeah, but um, no, no, none of us are Alex's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Paul himself was persecuted horrifically, stoned, yes. imprisoned, you name it. Um, but he, uh, and I paraphrase, he said this: um, "I do not count the the sufferings of this present age um, worth anything compared to the glory that's to come." So think about it uh, in light of eternity. These people that we're going to be writing our letters to, the stories that we hear, these are going to be with us in eternity. Amen. Right alongside us um, in the presence of the Lord. Oh, that's going to be incredible. So what the Orange Letter is this year, the fact we're going to North Korea, why are we going to North Korea, and how in the world are we going to get these letters, get your letters to the North Koreans? That's what we're going to be talking about in the next segment. And here's a little tip. What you're doing now, listening to the radio, That's a hint for how we're going to get these letters over. (laughs) Stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss it.